What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I hope your week is off to a great start. And if it's not, I hope it gets better. This episode is going to be all about panic attacks. So as a licensed therapist, I see a lot of overachievers and athletes who struggle with severe anxiety and have had a history of panic attacks. So in our working together, we work on how to decrease the intensity and frequency of panic attacks, which is obviously super helpful for performance reasons and also just helpful for maintaining balance and normalcy in your everyday life. So in this episode, we are going to talk about what panic attacks are, signs that one is coming, that you're going to be experiencing a panic attack, how to get through a panic attack, and how to prevent them, how to decrease the frequency and intensity of your panic attacks. So if you are someone who has had panic attacks before, you want them to stop, you want to figure out why you keep having them, or you've been curious about panic attacks or know people who have them and just want to know how to help them, then definitely stay tuned. This episode is for you. Okay, so we're first going to talk about what a panic attack actually is. So people often overuse this word. It's one of the words that gets used a ton. People kind of flippantly use the word narcissist or panic attack or anxiety or OCD, even if they aren't actually experiencing some of those clinical symptoms. But we kind of flippantly use that language sometimes to identify how stressed we are. So Panic attack is actually a fear response. It's an exaggeration of your body's normal response to threat, to danger, to stress or excitement. And so that can often be a a physiological response that's often coupled with thoughts, right? So that's what a panic attack is, essentially. They're scary. They suck. They feel like they're going to last forever And they leave you feeling drained, helpless, and maybe hopeless about your situation, right? But they're not life-threatening, but they can definitely impact your quality of life. Because people who have panic attacks, they often don't want to be in public. It can be really embarrassing for them. And so they can isolate themselves and just stay in their safe little bubble and their safe space and not want to go out into the world because they're nervous, they're afraid, they're embarrassed that they might potentially have a panic attack out in public. So not life-threatening, but it definitely does impact a person's quality of life, right? So a panic attack can last between 5 to 20 minutes. Sometimes they are predicted. Sometimes they're not. Things can often trigger a panic attack for people and you have something to point to. Sometimes that doesn't happen. So there are people that can have a panic attack once a year around a certain holiday, something like that, or around specific workouts. Different things can kind of trigger the trigger panic attacks. But It's not something that's predicted. It can kind of come up and maybe you've had one and then it doesn't happen again for a few months or a few years and then it can happen randomly again. 
So some symptoms of panic attacks, they're super fun. If anyone's ever experienced a panic attack, some of these will sound really familiar to you. And if you've never experienced a panic attack, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have one. This sounds like it sucks. But some symptoms of panic attack will be racing heart. Your heart will be beating, feel like it's beating out of your chest, dizziness, temperature shift. So maybe excessive sweating or shaking. Lots of people have chattering of their teeth or shaking, trembling of their body, lots of symptoms associated with breath, right? So heaviness of, of your chest, pain in your chest, feeling like you can't breathe. Some people have experienced like a disconnection from their body. So a a dissociation, some people dissociate and feel really, really out of their body really out of control. So those are some of the physiological symptoms that can occur with panic attacks. Oftentimes thoughts are accompanied by that, right? So a panic attack often will start with the thoughts and the buildup of the thoughts. So whatever the stressor, whatever the danger, whatever the anticipated threat is, those thoughts are building, they're they're gaining traction and momentum in your brain, and then your body is having a fear response, an exaggerated fear response to that stress, okay? So some of those thoughts that people often experience our thoughts of, I'm going to die. I'm going to faint. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I'm losing control. They're really extreme thoughts, but it really does feel like for that person in that moment that they are going to die, that they are having a heart attack because some of these symptoms can be really scary. They can be super intense. Um, so understandable why people with panic attacks don't want to be in public. It can be really uncomfortable. Um, for them. So if you're someone who has panic attacks um, or knows somebody who has panic attacks, here's some helpful things to say to someone who's having a panic attack and some unhelpful things that you maybe shouldn't say to someone who's having a panic attack. Um, So helpful things to, you know, if you're with someone and they're having a panic attack or you have a friend or a teammate or maybe your kid uh, has panic attacks, Some helpful things to say would sound like, you know, I'm here, I'm with you. So just providing that comfort and that stability for them in that moment that they do feel out of control, right? So I'm here, I'm with you. Let's breathe together. This is going to pass. And then you can also provide some sort of action. Uh, So going in, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, going and getting an ice pack or a sour piece of candy or counting, doing some mindfulness exercise to kind of help that person through that moment. So those are some helpful things that you can do if you're in the midst of a situation where someone's going through a panic attack. Some unhelpful things to say that can make uh, that person kind of spiral further out of control, right? It's not a big deal. You're overreacting. It's all in your head or turning it on you, right? Like I'm stressed too. Or this sucks for me too. So kind of turning around and, and gaslighting that person in their moment of panic. Not super awesome. Not not helpful. Um, so those are just some things to not say that can make things a bit worse for that person. And then also some things to say to, to com- comfort that person and help them come down for their panic attack. Maybe it's, it's was going to be a 20-minute panic attack and now it's only a three-minute panic attack because you were there to provide that that comfort and that stability for them in that moment. So 
that is something to know uh, if you're if you're a support person, right? So if you're in the middle of a panic attack, right? Um, it's it's hard to know how to get through to the other side because you're not really thinking. Your 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 cloud your brain is clouded in that moment. You're not having a ton of clarity. You might be having tunnel vision, and again, all these physiological symptoms. So how do you get through the damn panic attack, right? So these are just some things to to know about yourself if you're one that if you're if you're someone that has them, right? These are some really helpful tips to know. So that when you're in the midst of one, you can do one of these things and that can really, really help you. So I'm going to give you, um, you know, three techniques to grab onto so you can get through your panic attack. So the first thing is to have an ice pack handy, highly, highly recommend having an ice pack or an ice cube tray and putting that on the back of your neck in the middle of a panic attack, right? Maybe you've just started to have your panic attack and you've only experienced some of these symptoms. And before they get worse, you run to the run to the freezer and grab an ice pack, put it on the back of your neck. That's going to shift your attention away from your anxiety. That's going to distract you in that moment, that temperature shift. So that's something that's super, super helpful to do in the moment that can be really, really grounding for you. The second tool that you can kind of latch onto is to stand up, shake out your body, right? So just get real weird with it. Stand up, shake out your body, maybe jog in place, do some jumping jacks, um, punch the air, anything to kind of just move your body. You just want to get that blood flowing. You want to get those endorphins flowing. It's going to help decrease your anxiety in that moment, help again, shift your attention away from the anxiety and onto something that you're doing. So you're physically having to focus on doing jumping jacks. Maybe you're counting, doing the jumping jacks, maybe you're, um, doing some shadow boxing in place, right? Counting to yourself one, two, one, two, or you're just shaking out your body and just noticing how that feels. So that can be something really helpful and accessible for you if you don't have an ice pack. The third thing that is my favorite thing personally is to sit on the ground and touch the ground and you're just going to breathe in that moment. So oftentimes with a panic attack, with anxiety, I mentioned earlier that disconnection from your body, from your environment, from the situation, guess what is the best remedy for disconnection, grounding, mindfulness, bringing yourself back into the present moment, right? So sitting on the ground, touching the ground, right? You're breathing in through your nose for four seconds, out through your nose for eight seconds. So maybe one hand's on the ground, kind of connecting you there, and maybe one hand's over your heart or your chest, and you're just counting in for four, out for eight, This grounding exercise is just going to provide some safety, some stability for your body, allow you to connect with your body in that moment where it feels the need to have an exaggerated uh, fear response, right? So you're just kind of soothing your nervous system in that moment and just saying, hey, body, it's okay. No worries. Like, we're good. We're here. We're just going to focus on the breath right now. Just focus on something super small, super simple. Soothe, soothe, soothe that nervous system in that moment. 
Okay. So those are three tips on how you get through panic attacks, right? So once you're in the middle of one, I mean, yeah, there's, there's only so much you can do. You can, you can do some of those techniques and that's going to help, but bigger picture, long game, we don't want to have them all the time. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could decrease the frequency and intensity of, of the panic attacks, right? So that's always my big focus when I'm working with, with athletes, when I'm working with clients who are, uh, you know, really struggling with anxiety, really struggling with panic attacks, we figure out, okay, how can we decrease these? Like, what can we point to? What, what are some signs that you're stressed out? How can we figure out what's causing these panic attacks? And then we can decrease the, the intensity and the frequency of them. So that's always my number one goal is how can we just not have these anymore? So I'm going to talk about how to decrease panic attacks. So identifying your triggers, like what are the situations that you've been in before where you've had panic attacks? That's the easiest thing to point to. What are the people, places, things that you can remember where panic attacks come on really strong, right? Maybe it's a certain memory that you have, maybe it's a holiday, maybe it's a time of year, maybe it's a workout, maybe it's a person that you see or something like that. I think that that is super helpful to point out. I worked with an athlete not too long ago where she was really struggling with conditioning where a coach was telling them to go, you know, on the line when they made a mistake, they'd run. And so those words on the line, like go stand on the line were really traumatizing for her because she would have a panic attack after she was running. And so she had this strong association between on the line. Every time her coach would tell her to go on the line, she would think that she's going to have a panic attack and that would in turn, she would have that panic attack. And so we had to work to rewire her fear response so that she wasn't so triggered to have a panic attack when she heard those words on the line, right? So it could be smells for people. It could be so many different things. So really just identifying the pattern between your panic attacks and the last time you had a panic attack, putting those things together, connecting those dots, identifying your triggers can be super, super helpful. What environmental stressors? Do you have panic attack before you take a test, before you give a presentation, prior to a long weekend because you struggle with resting, something like that? Appointments, holidays, certain workouts, I mentioned those things. So really just identifying those triggers. The next thing is just to do daily breath work, right? So all about conditioning your body on how to breathe through stress. And we condition our body by doing the you know, by doing the breathwork repetitions every single day. So you're teaching your body how to breathe. You're teaching your brain how to respond to stress prior to it experiencing stress. So we're doing the breathwork every day. We're being really consistent with that. And that is going to help you when you, you are tempted to get into that fear response. Your body's going to know how to self-soothe in that moment and recognize like, oh, hey, we know how to breathe. It's fine. We do our breath work every day. Let's just go back to our 4-8 or our box breathing, our different breath work techniques. Um, so when there is that temptation to have that exaggerated fear response and for that panic attack to to ensue, you're going to be way better at knowing how to turn in a different direction, right? 
other things to decrease panic attacks, things that are important to look at sleep and fuel, you know, how you feel your body and what your sleep, what your sleep looks like, your quality of sleep, right? So if you can manage your blood sugars, we know that when we manage our blood sugars and we're really stable and, and fueling our body adequately, adequately, like we, um, like we should giving our body what we need, then we're less likely to have these exaggerated fear responses. We're going to be more stable, have the energy levels that we need. Our mental clarity is going to be there. Our decision-making is going to be there. And same thing with sleep. Like I know how I am with less than seven hours of sleep. It's not cute. I, you know, I'm just slower, more lethargic, a little bit more irritated, not thinking as clearly. It just, it's just not fun, right? And same thing when I'm underfueled. I don't have enough energy. My decision making is not super sharp. Like all of those things can definitely impact your ability to have a panic attack because you're you're gonna be your resiliency to stress is gonna be so much lower if you're underfueled or if you're eating just a lot of shit and a lot of the wrong, you know, the things that are not great for your body, overprocessed foods or processed foods in general and overprocessed, <laughs> but processed foods, excess of sugar, caffeine, alcohol, vaping, like those, those things are all going to make you more vulnerable to panic attacks. So just pay attention to those things. So we kind of gone through what panic attacks are, what the signs are that one is coming, how to get through it in that moment and how to decrease the intensity and frequency of panic attacks, right? And also what's helpful and unhelpful to say to somebody in the midst of a panic attack or if they're experiencing panic attacks just in general, what's helpful to say and not say. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys. I hope that you got something from this. If you're someone that struggles with panic attacks, I see you, I feel you, I hear you. And hopefully you can take something away from this episode try one of those three techniques that we talked about. Um, also doing a lot more anxiety and panic attack content on Instagram. So make sure to follow me there. If you're not already at ready, set mindful on Instagram. And if you're someone that suffers from anxiety, make sure you check out the free ebook that I have available. I'll link it in the show notes. It's also on the website, readysetmindful.com. So thank you guys so much for joining for this episode. Make sure to share it with somebody if you feel like it could be helpful for them. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you guys on the next episode. Make sure to leave us a review if you liked what you heard. We will catch you on the next episode.